What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. Today we have we have a good one, so buckle up. This might be a little bit more uh, thorough. Actually, I don't know. I mean, we're usually pretty thorough on here, but um, this one we're gonna go around through all 30 teams. We're gonna discuss the best first baseman in the history of every franchise in the major league. So buckle up. Listen for your favorite team, probably one of your favorite players. If if uh, your player happens to be on this list, we will talk about him. Let's go. American League East. The Toronto Blue Jays, their best first baseman. By the way, um, these rankings are for fun. Uh, um, this was based on MLB.com. They did a Twitter poll. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of going through and giving my thoughts on what they came up with. Some of these players I can definitely speak on, watch them play. Some of them, obviously, I couldn't, but can still appreciate them. So we will start American League East, Toronto Blue Jays. Carlos Delgado, he played for them from 1993 to 2004. His 34.7 F war is the fifth highest in Blue Jays history. I mean, he's possibly still underrated. I mean, his bat was typically worth the price of admission alone. Even if his Blue Jays teams weren't always that good, Delgado was a pretty big stud for them. Orioles, Eddie Murray. He played for them from 1977 to 88 and then 1996. He had 3,255 career hits, 504 career homers. One of the best switch hitters in MLB history. He had an all-around game that placed atop most of the Orioles' all-time offensive list at first base, and he was a fan favorite in Baltimore. Rays, Carlos Pena from 07 to 2010 and then again in 2012. So with the Rays, he put up an 18.1 baseball reference war. That's seventh in Rays franchise history. I mean, it's hard to find a better four-year stretch in team history than Carlos Pena's first four seasons with Tampa Bay. I mean, he hit 46 bombs in 07. That's still a club record. I mean, this dude, I remember him coming up, that that big lefty hack. I mean, he he could hit him. He could hit him far. And he, he was a home run threat, most definitely. Red Sox, Jimmy Fox, played for them from 1936 to 1942. He had 50 homers in 1938, and that stood as a club record until Big Poppy passed it in 06 with 54. Don't forget the Boston got double X, that's what they called him, Jimmy Fox, double X. He was one of the all-time sluggers in history. They got him in a trade with the Philadelphia Athletics that mounted to being an absolute steal in hindsight. The Yankees, I mean, this one's pretty obvious. None other than Lou Gehrig. Played for them from 1923 to 1939. I mean, we've talked about this before. A key fact with him is that he established a major league record playing in 2,130 consecutive games in that stretch, well, from 1925 to 39. I mean, that one's pretty obvious. Lou Gehrig's, just the name, his career, it speaks for itself. AL Central, Cleveland Indians, that's going to be Jim Tomey. He played for them from 1991 to 2002 and then came back in 2011. I mean, key fact is that he's the Indians' all-time home runs leader. He's just a power bat. He was on some of the Indians' magical teams of the 1990s. A brawny dude, but also he was always voted the nicest guy in the league. He's an all-time fan favorite in Cleveland. Kansas City Royals, Mike Sweeney. Played for them from 1995 to 2007. He is the second all-time whole, uh, sorry, home run leader for the Royals with 197. 
he was very close to being a career catcher, but he had to change positions so he could hang around for many years to come in Kansas City. So he became a first baseman, so he qualifies for this list. The Detroit Tigers. That's going to be Hank Greenberg. Played for them in 1930, then 1933 to 41, and then 45 to 46. This dude had a 10.28 OPS over his Tigers tenure. And even though he sacrificed four of his prime seasons to serve in World War II, World War II, he stands alongside Ty Cobb as the greatest hitters in Detroit history. Minnesota Twins, that's going to be Harmon Killebrew. And he played for them from 1961 to 74. He's He was the first Twins player inducted into the Hall of Fame. I believe, you know, Burt Blylevin would go on and do that on a little bit. Well, not a little bit later, a lot later. He did that, I think, within the last decade. But, yeah. Killer was the first Twins player to, to be inducted, and they called him Killer. He was one of the most feared sluggers of his generation. He hit over 40 homers eight times as he became the first cornerstone of pro baseball in Minnesota. He was, he was the first big twin. The White Sox, none other than the big hurt, Frank Thomas. 1990 to 2005, Hall of Famer. This dude, I mean, he he's at the top of the White Sox leaderboards in nine career offensive categories. I mean, this dude did spend a lot of games as a DH, but with 972 games at first, he logged enough time there to edge out Paul Konerko on the White Sox list. Right, man, Paul Konerko, that's a guy who was pretty underrated, honestly. He was a stud. AL West, the Angels, that's going to be Rod Carew. 1979 to 85, this dude was a six-time Angels All-Star at first base. Although his, his best years were with the Twins, uh, Carew was plenty productive with the Angels, too. I mean, Hall of Famer. So. The Astros, that's going to be Jeff Bagwell, the newly minted Hall of Famer pretty recently. 1991 to 05. He's a franchise leader in homers and ribbies. And when Ken Caminiti was entrenched at third base, when Bagwell got to Houston via trade, Bagwell moved to first, and he started that position for the next 15 years. Oakland Athletics, Jimmy Fox. So 1925 to 1935, you know, I, I, I did talk about Jimmy Fox on the Red Sox list, but, I mean, this dude was also, I talked about the trade. I mean, he also played with Oakland for, you know, over a decade. He was there for from 1925 to 19, through 1935 before becoming a Boston Red Sox. So I'll put him on the A's list as well. This dude was buried at catcher behind Mickey Cochran, and then he moved to first base and became one of the most prolific sluggers in history. Mariners, Alvin Davis. He had a 20.1 war. That's the highest among Mariners' first basemen. It's a close race between him and John Olerud, but there's a good reason why Davis is still known as Mr. Mariner. I mean, he was the inaugural inductee into the Mariners' Hall of Fame. For the Rangers, it's going to be Will Clark, 1994 through 1998. This dude ranked second in batting average at 308 and tied for second on base percentage in club history. The debate for this spot is between him and Rafael Palmero. I mean, that goes back 28 years, but uh, even when they were both free agents and pursued by the Rangers. But Will Clark, I mean, this dude, his status as the first baseman on the Rangers' first division champion, that kind of tips the scales in his favor. National League East, a current player, that's Freddie Freeman of the Braves. The Braves, 2010 till now. I mean, 
So far, he's amassed 34.6 F war since 2011. And he's the fourth among MLB first baseman in that time span. I mean, he's... I mean, he's a stud. Freddie Freeman's a stud. Marlins, that's going to be Jeff Conine. Jeff Conine played for them from 1993 through 97 and then 03 through 05. He was a two-time All-Star and the 1995 All-Star Game MVP. He was a member of both of Miami's World Series title teams as well as the Expansion Club in 1993. Conine's now affectionately known as Mr. Marlin. For the Mets, none other than Keith Hernandez, 1983 through 1989. He was the first captain in Mets franchise history. I mean, Keith Hernandez, you'll hear him calling Mets games now. I mean, this dude was traded to New York in 1983, and that legitimized a team that was on the rise. I mean, they would end up winning the World Series in 86. He, he himself became both a leader and an icon of those beloved teams in Queens. Washington Nationals, Andres Galarraga. The big cat. I mean, Ryan Zimmerman would probably be here if he wasn't allocated to the third base list because, I mean, he's just played so much more at third base, even though at this point he's still a first baseman. But I, I would give this to Andres Galarraga. He played from 1985 to 91 and then 0-2 with the Expos. He got the nod here, uh, 115 homers in a Montreal uniform. Phillies, that's going to be Ryan Howard. This dude is a 2006 NL MVP. And then he finished in the top five each of the next three seasons. He had a remarkable eight-year stretch from 04 to 11. I mean, this dude had a 928 OPS and a 138 OPS plus while compiling 189 doubles, 286 homers in that stretch. I mean, Ryan Howard was a monster. He, he, he really was, I mean, just watching him. On you know those Phillies championship, I mean they they won the World Series '08, but even right after that, he was he was still really good, and he struck fear into opposing pitchers. He he's one of those guys who had a presence in the box. The National League Central, we'll go with the Brewers. That's going to be Cecil or Cecil Cooper. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but his 30.8 Baseball Reference WAR is the fourth in club history behind Robin Yout, Paul Molitor, and Ryan Braun. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll just put him on top of that list. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a top Brewers leaderboards in a lot of categories. And St. Louis Cardinals, as you guessed it, I'm sure you know, it's going to be Albert Pujols. 2001 through 2011, I mean, the machine, three-time NL MVP award winner with St. Louis. I mean, first battle Hall of Famer, arguably the best hitter of a decade, honestly. And yeah, that, I mean, it goes without saying Albert Pujols. For the Cubs, it's going to be Anthony Rizzo. 2012 until now. I mean, he has 217 homers, and that leads all Cubs first baseman ever. I mean, he's emerged as Mr. Cub for this generation of Northside fans, both for his play and his charitable work off the field. For the Pirates, that's going to be Willie Stargell. He played for them from 1962 through 1982. He's still the franchise's all-time leader in homers, ribbies, and walks. Though he spent many games in the outfield, Willie Stargell's the choice here. I mean, in order to compile the best possible all-time Pirates lineup, I mean, this dude alongside Roberto Clemente ranks among the most iconic Pirates in modern times. You know, one interesting thing about, I think, was Willie Stargell the guy who, who held the bat? With his, his hands 
you know, kind of the top hand being on the bottom. I don't know. I can't remember if that was him or someone else. I'll have to look into that. I might be completely wrong, but <laughs> that just came to my mind. For the Reds, it's going to be Joey Votto, quite obviously, 2007 till present. I mean, this dude, I mean, he's obviously over the hill now, but, I mean, in his prime was as good of a hitter in baseball as anyone in baseball. His 421 on base percentage is the best in franchise history. I mean, his name's already all over Cincinnati's all-time list. He could be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he, he's got a case for sure. Um, National League West, the Diamondbacks, that's Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, he just left not too long ago. He was there 2011 through 2018. 40.7 baseball reference war with the D-backs. That's second only to Randy Johnson in franchise history. I mean, it's hard to believe how overlooked Goldschmidt was before, I mean, he reached the big leagues even. But over seven plus years in Arizona, everyone finally came to know just how good this, this guy really was. So, yeah, Goldie, uh, I mean, was an MVP candidate every year. I don't think, yeah, he never won it, but that dude was was a stud. I mean, he still is a stud, but I mean, his Diamondbacks are just like one of those quiet, quiet beasts, you know. The Dodgers, that's going to be Gil Hodges. He played with the Dodgers from 1943. That was one season, then 47 through 61. 43.3 baseball reference war. That leads all Dodgers first baseman. Very likely the best eligible player not in the Hall of Fame, honestly. Gil Hodges combined massive power at the plate and great fielding at first base. It's it's crazy how he's not in the Hall of Fame. For the Giants, that's going to be Willie McCovey. McCovey Cove, obviously we know that's what they're, you know, what the they, they call that, the bay right there beyond right field. He played with the Giants from 1959 through 1973 and then 77 through 80. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 1986. I mean, he was a beloved player. He burst on the scene winning the 1959 NL Rookie of the Year. They captured the NL MVP a decade later. They called him Stretch. That was his name. He ranked among the most naturally powerful sluggers of his generation. The Padres, that's going to be Gonzo, Adrian Gonzalez, or Agon. Played there from 06 through 2010. I mean, his 6.9 baseball reference war in 2009 is the fourth highest single season mark in Padres franchise history. He's actually a San Diego native. He's from there. Uh, played for his hometown team. He was the number one overall pick. I believe it was 2001, if I'm not mistaken. But it's almost hard to believe that Gonzo logged just five seasons in San Diego, considering the production he packed in. I mean, that included a Gold Glove Award, a Silver Slugger, and NL MVP votes in three straight seasons. Then, last but not least, we have the Rockies. That's going to be Todd Helton. Todd Helton, man, this dude's an absolute stud. He has a, he has a chance for the Hall of Fame. He really does. 1997 to 2013, I mean, 61.8 baseball reference war. That's the highest in club history. His 144 OPS plus from his rookie year of 1998 through Colorado's only World Series trip in 07, along with over 2,200 games in Rockies uniform, leave little doubt to who this choice should be. I mean, when you think Rockies, you think Todd Helton. I mean, no offense to Larry Walker, who just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. When I think Rockies, I definitely think Todd Helton. Maybe it's because I'm younger, but... I don't know. He's just the face of the franchise to me. So that is it. Every single team is covered. Did you hear your favorite player here? I don't know. Let me know. But that is the the best first baseman in the history of every franchise. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.